Hello everyone and welcome to the Home Buyer Club podcast with me, your host, Joe Thompson. And today we've got the wonderful Kim Crowther from Orca Interior joining me. So, hello, Kim. Mor- uh, morning. Morning. This t- today has obviously been one of those days where <laughs> it is. Uh, afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> I was going to say we'll do some quick fire questions to warm you up you because you need it. <laughs> right. Okay. It's a tradition to do some quick fire questions, like I said. So are you ready? I am. <laughs> House or flat? House. Barbecue or Sunday roast? Barbecue. Red wine or white wine? White wine. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. TikTok or Netflix? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you'd like that one. Hot or cold? Uh, hot. Long hike or spa day? A long hike. Beach or pool? Pool. Pool, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm all over that as well. <laughs> I, prob- I don't know why, I just hate sand between your toes. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, much. I mean, I wouldn't be picky at the moment. I'd have it either. Yeah, exactly. nice right now. Yeah, it would, would it? <laughs> so then, thank you very much, like I say, for joining me on the Home Buyer Club podcast. So we're talking about home buying, funnily enough. Um, so how many times have you moved home, Kim? Well, only I've only bought two houses. Okay. So, although I am, you know, middling of age right now, we, the first house we bought, we lived in for quite a long time, um, and we've recently bought another. So, only two. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. How how did it go? The first one. The first one was our first house. So, we weren't. We, we'd obviously been we as me and my husband we'd been um, looking to buy something for quite a while um but we worked in completely different areas um I, he worked in south yorkshire i worked in west yorkshire um so we were just driving through a little village one day and saw this beautiful gothic victorian villa oh, and wow. i'm like oh i want that house even though it wasn't really a very practical first house um anyway we um we went i mean now i think it's crazy we were just so risk you know we there were no such thing as risk back then yeah. we just went put an offer in and bought the house and it's wow. so simple <laughs> it, yeah it does it sounds so good and simple straight in so did it ever hit you that shit we're buying a house i think it really hit me when we finally got the house and it was oh it needed so much work doing so much work i mean i hadn't i'd viewed it on my own initially um, and it was a repossession as well, I might add, we bought it off the bank. So you can imagine the type of mess it might have been in. Yeah. I mean, we went upstairs into the attic and the previous owners had kept their dogs in there and there was dog poo all over oh, the place. Oh no. So that was interesting taking that carpet up. Um, I know, I know, yeah. So it needed a lot of work doing, but it was beautiful. Uh, well, it was when we left. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But so, you, so you fell in love with the house from the outside, so to speak, and the, yeah. you could see the potential, I guess. Yeah, absolutely could see the potential. Yeah. And it was a lot of house for the money. Um, it was in a nice area. And um, yeah, we saw we could make it unique and our own. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you in the market to buy a house at that point? Or was it a case of you, were, you, were, you had the deposit ready? If it, the right one comes along, you'd go for it? Yeah, it was that. So we, yeah, we were both working. We'd been saving really hard for a deposit. So whatever anyone might say about buying a house, it's always been hard. Um, We had to save very hard to buy our first house. 
um and yeah it was just we'd looked at a couple of like semis which i liked but they didn't really feel like me this was the first one i saw and i thought yeah that is so nice and it could be so nice um it had a smallish garden you know it had parking uh, it was near, it was across the road from the pub so oh, you know perfect. for me it was like an absolute win-win <laughs> fantastic so, so getting that keys then how did you feel when you first got the keys to the house oh, over the moon over yeah. the moon because i feel like the the buying process was quite quick as well so mortgage was agreed quite quickly the bank obviously wanted it off their hands yeah um so we yeah once we got in it was just about sort of rectifying it back to some kind of livable state and we didn't actually move in for probably four months Wow. we got the keys because we had so much work done you know and and with it being an old house every time we did something to it like oh we'll just we'll take these tiles off all the plaster came off <laughs> uh, like we'll take the carpet up you know the floorboards were rotten we had to replace all the stairs oh it was just one thing after another oh my god it. <laughs> was this one you scratch the surface and then you oh, see all the other stuff that needs to go well, oh yeah, gosh. everything everything was replaced in that house. So obviously, when we came to sell it, it was just like, "Don't you dare criticize this house." <laughs> <laughs> yes, this house is perfect because exactly. I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! So you've moved house then and, and into a, a new build. Is that right? Right, in saying that. Yeah. So we have literally moved. I can see my old house from from this house. So we moved around the corner. So we always said we loved the other house, but we we had a little boy and obviously we started getting, there was just no space. I, I kept saying to my husband, I've got nowhere to sit. Like, cause obviously all the rooms were taken up. So this house that we live in now um, came up and we weren't even up for sale at that point, but it was at the point where houses were just like selling overnight and our house was finished. So, you know, it was like, yeah, it's obviously the stars had aligned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we put, her, put her offer in in the January, Janu- March. Sorry, but it all seems like a blur now. <laughs> March last year, uh, and then finally got the keys in August. So that was quite a stressful year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Wow, wow. So you said something about selling your house before we jumped on onto the podcast how that face says it all how did how did it go selling your house it was hard it was really hard so it was interesting after we'd sold it we 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 had one we had one day of viewings on a sunday that's how our estate agent did it and it was a tiring day but a wonderful day all at the same time and then obviously on the monday we got the offers in and i think we got four offers one of the one of them was massively over asking price as as was you know the trend then yeah. Um, and we obviously accepted it. Um, and I remember our estate agent saying, um, selling it is the easy bit. And I was like, what the hell? Surely not. That's got to be the most difficult bit. But I, I'll never forget him saying those words because they still ring in my ears. Um, because it's keeping the sale, isn't it? Afterwards, yeah. it's keeping the sale. And that's what kept me up at night. Um, obviously, it was an old house, so it needed all apparently needed every type of survey they could possibly throw at us um and you know i spent we spent thousands on service because obviously you have to as a seller you have to pay for the majority of them don't you um the buyer's survey they'd gone for the extra special you know like gold version and um 
it's also that day the guy came round to do his um, assessment of the house. He was training someone, so he, oh, he was like proper on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. It's not even coming just to just to look himself, have a quick look round. He's That's it. going into it, very specific detail. Oh no. He was there for ages with this bloody other guy with him who was just like, and I could just saw him with his pen and stuff. It was absolutely chucking it down that day. So you know, the stone was wet and everything was everything was wet um so we yeah we got um we got the survey back obviously a couple of weeks later and basically i felt like i had to grab my child and run out of that house because what they'd written made me feel like my house was falling down oh my gosh oh yeah. my gosh so That's everything so bad, needed, no. even though you know i mean we discussed it beforehand about the um one of the things which I'll, I'll never forget was the radiators, which were only, I think at that point, five years old, most of them. The radiators will need replacing eventually. And it, there were so many like lines of things will need replacing eventually. And I was thinking, well, do you know what? You know, everything needs replacing yeah, eventually, exactly. doesn't it? That's ex exactly. I, I think know. part of that is just a, a, an arse covering exercise, isn't it? So oh, that so if anything yeah. ever comes back, they said, yeah, well, we told you about it yeah. in the report. And he said, well, you know, that's, that's such a cop-out. And yeah, it, really it, puts, was. it puts doubt in people's minds, doesn't it? Because when you read that, if, if you were buying a house, you'd see they need replacing eventually. Like, well, it's eventually next month, next year, 10 years. You, there's no time limit. And so it puts doubt in your mind, doesn't it? It really does. And I mean, when I sort of peeled myself off the ceiling and started looking at the survey properly I was like actually this is not as bad as, as I thought it was was the worst thing on it was we had some Japanese knotweed um growing in the garden which um was actually not in our garden technically it was in the next door neighbor's garden right. and it was I think it was 12 meters away from even the corner of our house so you know we we did some investigation into we googled it as you do you know of course Google encyclopedia <laughs> and it said you know, if it's if it's more than i think five or six meters away from from your house then don't worry about it and if you do want to try and get rid of it it's going to cost quite a lot of money um but then what this did obviously is it gave the buyers massive ammunition to say right we want to knock, I think they tried to knock 25 grand off the asking price. Wow. I was like, in what world? I won't sell it. Yeah. We had three other offers on the table, pal. <laughs> but in my head all the time, obviously, was I want this house. I want to move into this house and I don't want to lose that. Yeah. Um, but what we'd not done, and I think they may have done, is we'd not gone in on an offer that we couldn't really afford, whereas it seems to be a thing where people go in high and then try and get it down. Yeah. As a person who's only bought a house once before that, had no idea. Yeah, yeah, it, it can be quite a common thing. It's called a gesundering. Oh, we do. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's where you get towards the end of the process and go, actually, before I exchange contracts, I, wanna, I want 10 grand off the house. And at that point, that seller is then buying somewhere else most of the time. So they're yeah. depending on the sale. So to get that far down, it's very, it's shit, to be honest. Let's face it, it's very shitty. It's really bad, isn't it? I mean, I, I felt we start, we got went into the process. I mean, bearing in mind, we said we'd buy this house and we bought this house for the price that we offered for this house. So, 
you know, there was no messing about with it. I didn't want to mess about. I didn't set this up, basically. I just wanted the house. I, I felt slightly disappointed with the buyers once. Bear in mind, they live around the corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> did you manage to reach an agreement with them then? We did, yes. So after, you know, we had a chat with our, our estate agents were very, very helpful. Um, obviously, they do deal with this kind of thing all the time. Um, and I spoke to one of them on the phone and said, what do we do? And she said, right, do this, or say you'll go to this, and then say no more. And that that's it then. So we did that, and then we got the final agreement of, yeah, okay, that's it, done and dusted. Oh, um, so then, obviously, then you've got the whole waiting for the contracts to clear. And it's just a, it's just a, it's a, just such a long process, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Long process and very stressful. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I felt stressed last year. I don't think I realised how stressed I was um but you know didn't really look after myself much last year um work was very busy so probably buried my head into work a lot um but yeah it just this year is completely different so far which good. is just enjoying the new house yes good yeah so you finally got the keys and moved in uh yeah. to this house i bet that was a, a relief oh i think i cried when Did we you? finally got the call and said the money's in the money's been transferred um, you know, we had like loads of money in our bank for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Woo, I'm rich. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, oh, it was a good day. And, and it was a good day in general because we had fam friends and family helping us move because where we lived, there's no way a truck could have got up this hill. So we had like people pushing washing machines upon <laughs> and, you know, things sort of coming up. That's brilliant. Hey, that's one way to cut down on removal costs, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I bought them fish and chips afterwards. So, oh, you perfect. Know, I yeah. yeah, I bet they were shattered, weren't they, after that? <laughs> it was a busy day, but it oh, was, I bet. yeah. Phenomenal. Did you manage to get your Instagram photo with the keys at the front door? I don't know, actually. Um, I know we got pictures that day, but <laughs> who knows? I, 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 I should be more Insta-savvy, shouldn't I? But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so after the stress of moving do you think you'll move again anytime no, soon absolutely not no it's um well no and also i say this because we've bought our forever home so we went okay. from our first house to our final house because we stayed in the first one for so long and we bought it in the pit of the last recession and so we made a shed load on it which was wonderful we probably spent it but you know you don't sort of you don't look at it like that do you yeah. um so it meant that we could obviously buy something we, we buried as much money into then being able to buy something that we could live in forever i mean we've stretched ourselves don't don't get me wrong you know we're working hard at the moment yeah um but i think you have to in this market i think there's no point in going half-assed is there with a no. house you might be happy with i think if you want it go for it yeah I completely agree. Like we're in that, our first house that we've owned is a very good house. Location wise, it's good for transport links. The town it's in, you know, it's a sleepy old miners town. Everyone's lived here for 30 years type of place. It's okay, it, but it's such a good house that we would be like exactly like you and me and my wife. We, the next house is gonna be our forever home and there's no yeah. point moving to then move again 
into that. Um, and like you say, you know, there's no point moving to a house that you know, well, for me, is there's no point moving to a, a next house that you know is not that much of an improvement on the one you've got for them it to move to again. Exactly. The other thing for me is location. So if you found a location that you're happy with, you know, stay there. Unless, unless you want to move somewhere completely different. But in where, where we live, it's a village. So houses are either massively different in pricing as well. You've got a lot of below the 200,000 and then a lot of, a lot above 400,000. So, um, yeah, I, I only, I was only moving to, I would have been the worst person on like location, location, location. <laughs> I'd have been like, so basically I want to move on this road. <laughs> yeah, this is the road I want to live on. <laughs> you know, the here, so I can have one of them. <laughs> but that's good, you know. At least you, like you say, you're settled in that that village. That's where you like yeah. to live, and that's where you want to live. And yeah. it makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, you and know. also we didn't have to change the neighbours. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Comfortable with who they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> So I see people sometimes, I ask them, where where, where are you moving to? And they're like, oh, um, say, for example, Sheffield. It's like, where in Sheffield? Oh, no, anywhere, really. It's like, oh, my God, you're going to be scrolling through thousands of houses for sale. You need to pick yeah. an area, really. It feels huge. I mean, it's surrounded by villages, isn't it? So, mm. yeah. Yeah, and there's some great villages and there's some not so great villages. Yeah. Um, it's like anywhere, isn't it? You yeah, get some yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> definitely yeah so you need to yeah. do your research definitely definitely what advice would you have for anyone who's looking to buy a house or move home uh, okay um have a real have spare money you know don't just don't just do it if you've got just enough for the deposit because obviously you need more than that um and now people want to move and do jobs as soon as they move in don't they like have be that be insta ready within two weeks or a yeah. month um, so, you know, don't underestimate how much it costs. Um, I think for first-time buyers, they don't have stamp duty, do they? Whereas for us as second-time buyers, oh, we had stamp duty this time and that was a whack. Um, so that was a bit of a shock when that decided to come out of our banks as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think don't underestimate how much it costs um, and don't, yeah, make sure you're 100% happy with everything. You know, yeah. it's a big, big investment is buying a house. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, you've got to be sure. It's not it's not like buying a car, is it? You know? No, no, I exactly. I my husband that the, the house is, is more, you know, I'm not that I'm going to get divorced, Richard, if you're listening to this. But you, getting se separating is easier than selling a house, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> it is. <laughs> so you've got to be happy. Yeah, you do. Say, yeah, make sure you've got enough money because um, it's, it's not cheap it's not definitely not it's it's not cheap but it's good and and like you say you've got to be happy there because that's where you go home that's your home it's where you stay it's where you live yeah, where um, I work. the yeah. other thing i'd say is the team that you're with so our estate agent was fab um the people that we were buying the house off here were really helpful so you know even though they didn't have to be they were really nice yeah. Um, our mortgage advisor was fantastic and really, really helpful. So that was great. You know, I've I'd been only been employed, self-employed for one year or one and a half years be before. You know, when I applied for the mortgage, yeah. you know, Joe, how difficult it is for people to get mortgages when they've they've not been self-employed for very long. 
and he managed to get us one it's at a slightly higher rate but you know when you want the house you want the house that's it um these solicitors were great yeah it would just you know i could rely on the team that's good it's so important to have a good team around you like that yeah. uh, and, and a team that communicates with each other and you yeah it's absolutely such... they were yeah yeah they were all on like the estate agent recommended the solicitors our mortgage advisor was, was actually a friend of ours and i didn't yeah. know you then so there you go <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. um so yeah it was just you've got to trust them haven't you that they know best yeah that's it yeah they do and and like you say like that with your mortgage you know you're not going to be able to get all the high street lenders lend to you but you are going to get a mortgage yeah there's no denying that that's it and that's why it's important to speak to a mortgage advisor because not all high street banks would will do that so going to a specialist lender that can do that uh, is only accessible through a mortgage advisor and they can find that best deal for you and do you know what it's probably a little bit more expensive but you know what it's not gonna it's not bank breaking and it gets you the house that you want exactly i mean i don't know it i don't know how people go about getting mortgages without without an advisor if i'm mm. honest because there's there's so many hoops you have to jump through and so much information that you need and really it could be a massive 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 waste of your time whereas you know our advisor presented us with some offers and literally all we had to do then is sign bits yeah we sorted everything sending bits and you know sending bank statements we just we just did it as he as he told us we were like puppets and that, <laughs> that helped us because we're busy people so the last thing i needed to be doing on a night was thinking right what do we need to do now that's it yeah that's yeah. it he'll tell you direct you and yeah that's oh good good team lots of money that's great advice thank you so we mentioned earlier orca interior oh, where yeah. did the concept for this business come from well my background is commercial interior design um i was employed as a commercial interior designer for many years um and um in covid which was that wonderful time for some people horrible time for others i had a lot of thinking time because i was furloughed um so i a previous to that i had worked a really really demanding job where i was out of the house for half seven i was getting back home at half seven at night but in mind i've got a little boy so it was quite um it was a lot and i mm. I think I realized in that time that I thought I don't want to go back to that absolutely not I'm really enjoying my life now you know being at home more and being a proper mum I'm not saying that women that work hard and for long hours are not proper mums but that's how I felt yeah um so I decided not to go back to that job Brilliant. um and I then decided a few months later well we got the offer or I got the offer of um, a friend of mine bought a very very big house so he said, will you help me with the design? And I thought, yeah, I can do. Um, spoke to my friend, uh, colleague, Abigail at the time and said, cause she'd, she'd also left this business and gone to work somewhere else. Okay. Um, I said, what do you think? Do you think you fancy working with me? And she said, it was her idea. She's got me into this. She said, um, yeah, let's open a business together. That'd be great. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a business. Um, we'll register it on company's house and that's what we'll do. And I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> what I want to do is like do this one scheme for this this chap. 
Anyway, so we did. We came up with the name Orca, which may, which means good energy. It's Scandinavian. Um, because we truly believe that houses should have good energy, but also social mm. businesses. Um, you know, and we both worked in places where they'd not been, they'd been a little bit toxic. So right. um, we vowed never to be like that. Um, so yeah, we started working on that house, registered business, started working on that house. And at both at that point, we were both doing other, she was still fully employed at Howden's and I was um, working, uh, doing marketing uh, and some bits and pieces here and there. So um, we eventually got to a point where, uh, where Abigail could start working for it full time. And now we both work for it and it's absolutely flying. Wow. We've got some brilliant projects on at the moment. That's All amazing. Like, sizes of houses as well. So that's fun. That's such a good story. I like that because you know some people. It's such a scary thing, isn't it, to to set, take the decision to leave a, a paying job and, so, and yeah. set up on your own. I've just worried because I think no, it might be the cat. It might be my son who's <laughs> just got home. So oh. <laughs> Screaming child in a minute. I'm really sorry, but you know that's part and parcel of being a working mum. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's such a um, a scary decision to to take, isn't it? To set up on your own because there's no guaranteed income. No, the reason and yeah. So you've got this big idea of I will be my own boss. It's going to be great. Um, and then other things happen, like you've got to submit accounts or. Um, sorry. That's all right. Hello. Yeah, so you've got to submit accounts or, um, you know, you've, you've just, there's so much to do when it's your own business. It's not just a case of turning up uh, to work every day and doing your job. It's no. everything else that you didn't see, but it's the freedom of being able to make your own decisions, which I absolutely adore. Um, fantastic. So who's your 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 sort of customer base? Is it yeah, residential, well, we, commercial? Yeah, we we do a lot of residential. So in COVID, we started doing residential hugely because obviously people, everybody were doing the houses that weren't there. So yeah. everyone had a little bit of spare cash going on. Um, so we targeted residential, and we got quite a few um, full house refurbs, extensions, wow. um, simple living like living rooms, you know. We, you've got to remember that not everyone knows what to do with an interior, do they? No. And they want they want it nice, they really do, and they can afford to have it nice. But it's it's putting that together, and I think that's where we obviously help because we can do one room schemes. We've, we've helped people just do kitchen diners, our living rooms. We've just done you know master suites, uh, bedrooms. Um, but you know if you want to have do it once and do it properly and you've got no idea then realistically the help of you know a resi interior designer is the way forward if you ask me because you know they're not that expensive either i'll discuss that myth yeah, yeah. So when you sort of speak to people and they say oh you must be doing all right you've got an interior designer well actually they probably save you money because they stop you from buying things that are overpriced they can pass on discounts uh, and realistically, they'll save you money on trades because they've usually got people that they can rely on to do the job rather than, you know, Harry, the builder, turning up and saying, yeah, I'll do that. It's going to be a, thou a thousand quid. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's not. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's so good. So, you know, that's quite a big, like you say, a, a, a bust in that myth where I yeah. can imagine that you speak to people who potentially go, oh, I don't know, I can't afford you. You don't know the price. <laughs> I'll actually help you a lot better. Yeah, so, you know, most interior designers and most residential ones, especially in the north, their prices start for something like £300 a room which actually, if that means you're going to get a scheme, a finished scheme, so like all of the elements put together, including your plants and, you know, everything that, finished room, yeah. that obviously doesn't include buying the elements. Of course. <laughs> but, you know, um, it's it's worth it because then you've got a shopping list of, of what to do, yeah. what to do for that room. Yeah, exactly. And how many times do people go to like IKEA or other furniture stores and just buy crap? <laughs> go, this will look good. Throw it all together and see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's um, the, obviously there's we buy things from all over the place. You know, I'm a massive Dunelm fan. <laughs> we always we get cushions from there all the time. So you know, it's not like we are saying right okay you can only our cushions are 500 pound a cushion are these we only supply 500 pound lights lamps you know it's it's not just that it's about making the space work for the person that's using it and and meeting their budget wow. um yeah. so yeah it's it's a lovely job um and like i say at the moment we've got lots of different budget clients uh, from families that just don't have the time are millionaires that are away on four-week cruises at the moment um, to, you know, ladies who live on their own um, who just want help because they've got some money to spend and they want to make sure it's spent wisely. So. Wow, that's, that sounds good. That's so good. And so uh, hearing you speak about it shows how shows you're passionate about it. So you must love, love doing what you're doing. Oh, we do. Yeah, I mean... Abigail is the creative director. She does all the creative stuff. I'm not going to lie. It's not me anymore. Um, I will go to meetings with her and, you know, make sure everything's just running according to plan. Uh, me, stick my nose in every now and again and go, are you going to use that? She'll go, yes. <laughs> yes, my own business. Um, but, you know, it, we find that it's nice to work with someone, isn't it? And to have ideas to bounce off. And, yeah. Uh, like tomorrow we've got a meeting in Leeds at um, an office, a, a big office near Bridgewater Place. So nice. fingers crossed for us, please. That could be yes. a good one. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. Oh, brilliant. So if anyone out there listening really wants to reach out to you uh, and, and find out more about Orca Interior, how do they how do they go about that? Visit our website. So um, it's uh, orca-interior.co.uk or Instagram. We're really active on the Instagram um, and then give either myself or Abigail a call. Um, yeah, absolutely happy to, you know, we don't charge for our initial time. We'll talk to anyone about projects and sometimes probably help too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. what happens when you're a nice person, isn't it? <laughs> and you're passionate about it. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll just send you a scheme and then you see how you get on and if you want to pay us, then fine. <laughs> You have to pay her, listeners. You do have to pay Kim. <laughs> She's not free. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much for joining me today, Kim. I really enjoyed speaking to you and hearing more about your business and that. So thank you. Have you enjoyed thank yourself? You. Yeah, it's been great. Always good, good to chat with you anyway. 
but yeah, yeah. it's been real thank you <laughs> thank you guys thank you very much for listening to this episode please share and leave a review if you have enjoyed it and uh, i'll see you on the next one thank you very much <laughs>